Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of Lourdes' birth. And on this great feast day of Our Lady, we ask that you bless our whole community in faith, hope, and charity, and love of, of the ultimate perfection. We ask that the Holy Spirit now come upon all of us to open our eyes and ears to hear the message that the Blessed Mother herself has ordained for us. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father. On August 15th of this year, I renewed my consecration to our Blessed Mother on the Feast of the Assumption. To my surprise, the month that I was off in July in prayer and, and greater silence, the Lord brought me to prepare to renew my consecration to our Blessed Mother, but through the writings of Maximilian Colby and all his writings on our Blessed Mother and the Holy Spirit, the union of the two, of Mary and the Holy Spirit, was my whole focus for the whole month. The day I made my consecration, these are the words that the Lord gave to me. He said, my little one, as one with the mother of God, the woman clothed with the son, given the power from on high to crush the head of Satan, the great battle for the salvation of the world has begun. My remnant victim souls, united as one with me, victim, with all the past victim souls, and those of the future will battle the beast in and through the power of my cross. Persevere, my little one, in leading the few who have responded. Be ready to suffer with me in this decisive battle for the salvation of countless souls. Stand firm against the great deception of Satan. Speak the truth as it is revealed to you with courage. And be steadfast in your mission and identity. Be joyful. For you have come to believe in the victory which I have obtained through my death and resurrection. Be diligent in withstanding his lies and deception. Trust that I live in you as one with you, and I am guiding you as my warrior in this decisive battle. I asked the Lord, my Lord, how do I guide this community? What do you want? And he said, do not be afraid for God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is truly with you 
guiding his remnant army in the great battle against the forces of evil. Continue to proclaim from the housetops the words I have spoken to you throughout the years. For they hold the wisdom of God for the salvation of the world. Your union now with Mary, as one with the Holy Spirit, prepares you to confront Satan and his principalities in her victory. For she is the queen mother that has defeated the dragon in her perfect union with me, her beloved son. It is through her power in the Holy Spirit that you will fight the great battle. Remain in prayer and silent so that nothing disturbs your spirit as one with me, your beloved. Rejoice, my daughter. You are being counted among the remnant victim warriors of God's great army. Go in peace to love through me, with me, and in me, as one with Mary most holy. The battle has been won. So let us begin. The Lord begins this message by letting us know that the great battle for the salvation of the world has begun. He wants us to be steadfast in our mission and identity. That means anchored. Anchored. Our mission from the beginning has been a battle mission. Warrior men and women. We have been formed through the simple path to union with God as his victim souls for this great battle. And he lets us know that the victory has already been won. The Lord is again reminding us how we battle the beast in the victory of Jesus's death and resurrection, united as one with Mary. The whole focus tonight will be on this one sentence. My remnant victim souls will battle the beast in and through the power of my cross. The preposition in is of the utmost importance. A preposition sits before a word, a noun or pronoun, to show the word's relationship to another word. Therefore, the Lord is revealing to us the relationship that he wants us to have with him. The Lord desires us to be in the cross. That means in Jesus crucified, in his sacred heart crucified on the cross. 
He does not want us next to him, nor to remain at the foot of the cross outside of him. The entire simple path is the work of the Holy Spirit with Mary to bring us to be one with love crucified, no longer two, to live In the cross is to be, to become a living host, living chalice. Therefore, to live in Christ crucified is to live continuously in the power of the mass. Many people attend Mass at least once a week on Sundays, but few live the Mass continuously. It's the same in a way as reading the simple path versus living and becoming the simple path. The Catechism of the Catholic Church Number 2593 says, the prayer of Moses responds to the living God's initiative for the salvation of his people. It foreshadows the prayer of intercession of the unique mediator, Christ Jesus. In the article, the perfect prayer is Holy Mass, Father Kuzik writes, Moses' prayer in the battle against Amalek is a sign only of the greatest warrior and the most awful struggle. Jesus Christ, upon his cross, holds his hands aloft with the help of the nails. His feet are supported not by a stone, but by a piercing nail. His hands are held in place in the perfect prayer for the sake of victory over the most terrible enemy of death, which entered the world through sin. Until the last drop of his blood is shed, And until his last breath, his hands are held thus. There is no rest. The battle is total. All must be given to defeat the enemy of all. The Holy Mass is the experience here and now of this most glorious battle of God over the most fearsome enemy of death. But in order that his victory may be in us and that we may find life unending in him, we must pray always this prayer of victory. My community, the simple path to union with God teaches us to live the Mass. 
The mass becomes our daily life, our continuous prayer. We become one with the mass. And in this way, we battle the evil. So I'm going to now begin to go through the mass. Beginning first with the penitential act. And you can compare this beginning of the mass to being at the foot of the cross. In which we receive the gift of self-knowledge to know our sins. So we say at mass, I confess to almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words in what I have done and what I have failed to do. We're attentive. We've been living daily at the foot of the cross, coming to know more and more our sins and repent. And we repent by asking forgiveness to God and those who we have hurt. And that's important in the penitential act. I confess to God and to you, my brothers and sisters. So like the Lord taught us at the foot of the cross, not only do we have to say I'm sorry to God himself, but to those in our lives that we have hurt. The penitential act continues. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, we do not blame nor justify ourselves, but take ownership of the darkness that is within us. This requires the humility and docility to open our hearts to God and allow the Holy Spirit to take us deep to discover our wounds, brokenness, disordered tendencies, falsehood, lies, and so on. In the simple path on page 40, number 10, the Lord taught us, the soul that lives wrapped in the gift of knowledge grows in true humility and is then able to advance in my path on the wings of the Holy Spirit. At times you fall and have setbacks, but do not get discouraged. For these falls are meant to help keep you wrapped in the gift of knowledge. The gift of knowing that you can do nothing without the grace of God. Therefore, when we pray daily at Mass, the penitential act, we've been living wrapped in the gift of self-knowledge, attentive to our words, thoughts, acts, 
and have continuously asked pardon of God and others. Living in the state of knowing our misery, weakness, and nothingness is putting on humility as our armor and weapon. For without humility, we cannot battle Satan. The penitential act ends by saying, Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to our Lord, our God. Genuine penance includes a continuous asking Mary, the Holy Spirit, angels and saints for help, especially to reveal to us what lies hidden and buried within each of us, what we don't want to see in ourselves, the evil we have covered up with falsehood, the masks, but also to ask of the people God has placed in our lives for the gift of self-knowledge. In the simple path in chapter 2, at the foot of the cross, on page 30, number 7, the Lord said, The planks of pride, self-love, vanity, and sins of all kinds are revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. It is here at my feet through the gift of repentance that you begin to see. Grace builds upon grace, but also each grace removes a veil that keeps the eyes of your soul from seeing the glory of God before you and the darkness that keeps you from hearing the whisper of God within you. How significant that the Mass begins with the penitential act so that through the gift of the gold of precious repentance, we can see the glory of God being revealed in the Mass and in our daily lives. This interior disposition of penance and humility prepares our hearts to enter praise, which is the second part of the Mass, the Gloria. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. O oh Lord God, Heavenly King, God the Father Almighty, O oh Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son, O oh Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, 
You who take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You who take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You who sit at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are holy. You alone are the Lord. You alone, O Jesus Christ, are most high. Together with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father, amen. In the simple path, on page 66, number 20, the Lord spoke to us about his mother. He said, my mother lived her life in praise of the Father. She lived in the constant awareness of who the Father is. Her soul was in a constant state of awe. Mary lives and teaches us how to live the glory. In the simple path on page 278, number 97, the Lord taught us about what is prayer. Your life is a prayer. And the last sentence of that message, the Lord says, the prayer of gratitude and thanksgiving should be your every breath. We must choose to discipline ourselves, to remind ourselves and others to continuously stop to praise and thank God, including in the trials and sufferings of life, because we have come to know and taste the goodness of the Lord. On page 310 of the simple path, number 115, the Lord taught us, you come to experience all, the good and what you perceive as bad, as a gift of my love for you. The gift of knowing with your mind, heart, and soul that the love of God only desires to make of you the new creation. So yes, my family, we live the Gloria daily, especially in our trials, thanking God for the difficult people in our lives. Thanking God for the difficult situations. Thanking God for the sufferings. For then he is making us holy unto him. The Gloria requires a constant remembering God's presence in our personal lives. How he has led us, provided for us, protected us, and defended us the miracles in our lives. Therefore, praise is the second weapon of the mass that arms us to battle. And by the way, praise is a powerful weapon against fear. Fear brings us to forget everything that God has done. 
And praise moves us to remember and glorify him. The third part of the Mass, the liturgy of the word, living in a state of repentance and praise, our hearts are open to receive the word of God. This is very important, each part of the Mass, how important they are. We wonder why so many people are not transformed by the mass. And that's because they don't live it. Think about this. The mass teaches us that living in repentance and praise is necessary to receive the word of God, to take root in our hearts. The Holy Scriptures become our daily food. We take the time daily to ponder the word of God with Mary and the Holy Spirit in silence. As mothers and missionaries of the cross, we also must ponder the words God has spoken to us to form us as his victim souls for these decisive times. On June 23rd of this year, 2021, our Lord said, Your faith is needed to live in the power of God. Encourage the few following my path to ponder in prayer my words. They will set you free. They will reveal my way, which will set you free to be my light in this darkness. On August 15, 2021, he said this. Continue to proclaim from the housetops the words I have spoken to you throughout the years. For they hold the wisdom of God for the salvation of the world. By pondering the words the Lord has given us all these years, he is revealing to us the powerful work of his salvation at work right now in the world and in us. This has to fill us with gratitude. This has to fill us with courage and thanksgiving. When Satan is attacking us with lies and deception, the word from God that has taken root in our hearts comes forth to pierce his lies. It is very important to battle temptations with the word of God. That is why we've got to ponder so that the scriptures are rooted in our hearts and the words of the path that God has given us are rooted in our hearts. They've become one with us. And they become a means to battle against the lies, especially that Satan tries to attack each of us with. The fourth part of the Mass, the profession of faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, the Creed. I'm not going to say the whole thing. But this is the focus of the Mass of our faith. 
On June 23rd, 2021, the Lord said to us, your faith is needed to live in the power of God. In the simple path on page 311, we have a quote from Benedict, Pope Benedict the 16th. He says, let us listen once again to Elizabeth's words fulfilled in Mary's Magnificat. Blessed is she who believed. The first and fundamental act in order to become a dwelling place of God and thus find definitive happiness is to believe. It is faith, faith in God, in that God who showed himself in Jesus Christ and makes himself heard in the divine word of Holy Scripture. In the simple path, On page 437, number 148, Jesus says to us, you must not fear and believe with the innocence and zeal of David. You must not fear, believe with the innocence and zeal of David. It was impossible for David to conquer Goliath, humanly impossible. But David had one thing, faith in God. And David did not conquer Goliath. God conquered Goliath. Through David's nothingness, his faith, he could do it. When we think of Gideon's army, The Lord makes it a remnant, a mustard seed, 300. And they go up against this huge army. Humanly, it was totally impossible. But Gideon had to have what? Faith. And then God does the impossible. My community. The Lord has been telling us for years, believe, my little ones, believe that this battle, this huge battle we're seeing every day has been won. And we are fulfilling that victory through our faith, through our praise, through our living repentance, through our nothingness. And finally, on page 440 of the Simple Path, number 152, the Lord says, believe that the sword of this mission will conquer the dragon. The mission each of us have that God has given us is the sword of the spirit to conquer the dragon. Let us pray at every Mass for greater faith. Living the Mass, my brothers and sisters, provides for us the weapons and armor needed to battle Satan. Repentance, praise, the word, 
faith and the fifth, the liturgy of the Eucharist, becoming one with the victim's sacrifice. That last part of the Mass is a teaching in of itself. So for that, I'm going to leave you homework. <laughs> in the Simple Path to Union with God, Chapter 6, Section B, it's called, We Go to Mass to Become Victims with the Victim. It's page 342 to 347. It was so beautiful for me to go back and read that section. I hadn't read that section in a long time. And it just reiterates this teaching of today. And take the time to also listen in our website to the teaching Most Precious Blood. It has three parts. That was given from May to June in 2019. And the teaching called the Eucharist, which has four parts, given from June to July on 2017. And for those of you that want some extra credit work, <laughs> there's two beautiful teachings on the Eucharistic reign. And because we're constantly getting new members in our community that haven't heard these teachings, it's very important because part of the mission of Love Crucified is to usher in the Immaculate Heart, the reign of the Immaculate Heart of Mary with the new Pentecost and the Eucharistic reign of Jesus. And those are in 2018, November, and September of 2020. One's called Eucharistic Reign, and the other one, Book of Revelation, Prepare for the Battle and the Eucharistic Reign. So with that, I, I end the teaching tonight. God bless you. For more information on the path to union with God, please visit the Love Crucified Community website at www.lovecrucified.com. God bless you.